Hey guys, welcome to the Reaching While Teaching podcast. It's your host, Janina Lacia, and I'm just here reaching people while teaching them how to live their best life. So today we have another exciting episode. We also have another guest on the show today. And as you know, this series has been all about purpose. So today we're diving into um, just looking at how we can find purpose, even in the midst of adverse times and difficult times. And we have a very special guest on the show today. And he goes by the name James Roberts. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm so excited to just talk about this topic today. Um, you know, before we just get into the topic, can you share with us um, a little bit about yourself? Um, maybe tell them who you are, what do you do, just so that the audience can get a better picture of who you are. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> I am a transformational coach by trade. So very much look at mindset, fitness, exercise, and diet and nutrition all into one package uh, and look to transform probably the entirety of a person's life. My journey into coaching is probably, I'd say slightly unique to most, that mm. I was born with a disability called uh, femoral dysplasia or its acronym PFFD. Uh, which is um, a congenital or birth defect in which the fem the femur doesn't grow and I have a small tibia and fibula. So I have, in a sense, what I call similar to an amputation, but obviously I've had it from, from birth, but instead of it being a traumatic exper uh, experience mm -hmm. or accident that's occurred. And ultimately... We've kind of, I've had my ups and downs through life as anybody has. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think because of, and probably the thankfulness of having a disability, it gave me, it gave me a opportunity to go into the professional ranks and, and kind of go on to represent my country at, and this will sound very humbling, four world championships and two Paralympic games. And I, and I say that lightly, but when people get me to actually write it down in terms of the magnitude of the tenure career I had, mm -hmm. I think it's about two, three page document. Wow. Well, we'll definitely discuss some of that. I definitely uh, want to hear more about, you know, the championship and those things that you have done and your accolades and all that. That is exciting. Um, so, okay. Where, where exactly are you located? Just so that the audience will know as well. Because I know they hear your yeah. accent. So tell us where yeah, they are you located. <laughs> they hear my accent, but ultimately some people will jump to a conclusion straight away. Um, my father's side of the family is actually American, but it doesn't come across by how I speak. Mm -hmm. There'll probably be certain words and how I talk. Mm -hmm. Some people would pick up on, there'll be a, an American twang in there <laughs> at a very small level. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but to answer your question more specifically, I'm living in uh, where my f mother's born, uh, living in, in North Wales uh, in a nice uh, seaside resort. Well, normally pre-COVID, it would be probably less busy than it is right now, but mm -hmm. you wouldn't be apprehensive of where people, where, where have they been, who have they be, been with and things like that. I know. It's just a different time all over the world. Um, 
So that's basically the UK, United Kingdom, right? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. Okay. I'm so glad that we connected. So um, I, I just want to jump right into the episode. I want to know, um, how would you define purpose? Like just hearing the word purpose, what do you have to say about that? That's probably an evo- that's probably an evolution process for me. What would I deem as purpose as probably a young kid was probably get the right grades, stay out of trouble and ultimately graduate from high school. <laughs> as an athlete, purpose would probably be very much targeted around a name, a target, a result of making a national team and ultimately which every athlete uh, uh, tries to aspire to is either make you know the professional ranks or be if it's an Olympic or Paralympic sport. Obviously, the pinnacle for that that individual is the games every four years. But in terms of purpose, from a coaching perspective, mm-hmm. that's a great question to ask because I think purpose, where and somebody called me out on it in terms of well, you serve more purpose as an athlete than you do as a coach. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't agree with that sentiment because I did the athletic feats for me and maybe at a push, my family, and a, a very extenuation of that, maybe my town, and that'd be about it. But with coaching, I think it gives a, a greater purpose because you're doing it for something greater than yourself. Mm. Okay. Okay. So you, that that's crazy. I just find it interesting. So I've had a couple people on the show so far, and we've talked about purpose and just different um, aspects of it and different topics. But it's crazy how everyone's definition of it is so different and so unique, and that's so awesome. And then I like that you're, you know, you just highlighted like it. It shouldn't just be for you. Like I feel like, and I agree with that as well. I feel like your purpose should you know, it should be connected to other people as well. Like it should be encouraging someone else, pushing them um, in our own unique way. Because, you know, I'm not very athletic. So that that has nothing to do with my purpose. But you, you know, that is included in your purpose and the things you do with your coaching and all these things. So I just feel like purpose definitely is tied to, you know, legacy and how you impact others as well. Um So with, with that being said, let's dive into, you kind of talked about it a little bit when you, you know, you introduced yourself, but um, let's, let's go into it a little deeper. So what would you say is uh, adversity or difficulty that you faced and that you would like to just share with us and talk a little bit about? I think with me and adversity, Oh gosh, you could do you could do an entirety, probably a whole series just on me alone with <laughs> adversity. Um, but if we if I had to pick one out in particular, I think where it's come more into center stage has been probably the issues with mental health mm-hmm. after I retired because I couldn't relate to other individuals because a lot of people would put me on a pedestal because of my athlete athletic achievements mm-hmm. and I would I couldn't I would be it would always fathom me well I'm not doing that that's you put me on a pedestal I'm not thinking myself to be any better than you mm-hmm. but I think it took to actually have something that was adverse and have to deal with mental health and have to really kind of start from the bottom again so to speak 
and ultimately refine my self-esteem, my self-confidence and everything to that matter that I took for granted as an athlete because I was very much surrounded by a very supportive family, very supportive friends, mm -hmm. ultimately very supportive teammates. It was always a very positive uh, environment. And ultimately, when it came to any negativity that came in my direction, I just brush it off and think, well, psh, okay, that's ins ins insignificant. Okay, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. But I think with the mental health, because of probably more things that I brushed under the carpet when I was an athlete, I was like, I'll deal with that when I come to retirement. And most of those, if I'd have dealt with them probably at the time, they would have been like, like minuscule uh, blips on the radar. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't do anything about it, that manifested and got bigger and bigger and bigger. And ultimately... Uh, I like to use the analogy when, you know, if you br brush too many things under the carpet, you're going to trip over it. <laughs> uh, exactly what I did. Uh, I was in, in working in education at that time and I blamed the job because it's like working with high school kids is very stressful oh, yeah. at the best of times. I was like, well, it's that and politics of the job. It, it's that's what's kind of pushed me over the edge. But I think that was just the final nail in the coffin for me. Mm -hmm. And when I went to seek support, which most men find for whatever reason difficult, I didn't. Um, I think because uh, I think when it was affecting other people, like family more specifically, I had a problem with that because it's like, well, it's having a detrimental effect on the people around me. Mm -hmm. I need to do something about this. But until it, until it got to that stage, I was willing to quote unquote sitting in my own filth and I was quite happy to lay around the house, you know, stay up late and, and get up later in the afternoon. And ultimately that's like a depressive state. But I wanted, yeah. when it came time to ultimately affecting loved ones, I, I sit up I sit, sit sat up and took notice it's like this is not acceptable James you, mm. you need to do something about this you need to go out out and seek help uh, I did that uh, we did it the holistic we went down the holistic route um they did they did do the medication uh but what I liked about where I live that was a secondary option the medication it wasn't well you must take these uh, meds to overcome whatever was transpiring mm -hmm. and ultimately I had to do you know do the work I had to do look into cultivating things that I stopped doing uh, exercise when I was in that job was the last thing I wanted to do last thing at the, at the end of the day I think, I think the only thing that I was willing to do was butcher basketball and that was it. And that was kind of ticking me over. I was doing that probably about, I don't know, showing about maybe once, once or twice a week to mm -hmm. four hours a week. But if we go back to the days of me as an athlete, I was training anywhere between 15 to 30 hours a week. So it was a full-time job. So for me to go from virtually being a job to it being a hobby, and then sometimes I would I oh, I can't be asked to do this this week. I'm going to give it a miss uh, because I'm tired, and everybody can relate to that that sentiment. I can't. I on reflection, 
I kind of can see what, how I got to that kind of dark period because exercise is a good thing for mental health. Nutrition is a good thing for mental health. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if you have a good mind, everything is pretty rosy. This episode is sponsored by our newest sponsor, Delisha E. What is Delisha E? This is a brand that is not only empowering women and men to walk in their God-given purpose, but also helps them along the way through various programs, one-on-one coaching, trainings, workshops, and retreats. Please visit her website at DeliciaEasley.com. D-E-L-I-S-H-A-E-A-S-L-E-Y.com to start walking in your purpose today. Definitely. So that that's okay. Thank you for sharing um, all of that. That's that's definitely, you know, just being you being transparent and being honest, because, you know, there's probably people that are listening that um, has dealt with, you know, mental health issues, gone through depression, probably listening right now and is going through it right now. So it's great just to hear, you know, someone being open and sharing, you know, all of these things that has transpired. And that was always on my mind as well during COVID, like just thinking like, you know what, Um, there's probably people that, you know, this is hurting them right now. The fact that we have to be isolated, they probably can't see their loved ones. And especially if someone even thinks like, oh, you're coughing or you're sneezing too much and they start looking at you sideways and it's like, okay, well, no, you need to make sure you're quarantined and stay in there. So um, I definitely was um, just... Just always praying for people, especially family members, friends that I knew um, that just have any um, uh, mental health concerns or issues or even if they've never had anything, I never knew any issues they had with mental health. I feel like it could have affected anyone um, with this whole situation with COVID and just how you like you just had to shift to a different um I guess a different um, point in life because you said you had retired so while you were in these dark, you know, these dark moments, you know, and this difficult time that you were dealing with, did you ever um, feel like, you know, while you were in the middle of it, did you ever think that, you know, I can't overcome this? Or was that always like in the back of your mind? Like, you know, what, I, I can't overcome, but you just knew that it took a little work. Like, how was your thought process? I think with the that? current see a way out? with the current one, no, because ultimately I was we had to go a different room with that and I had to, I've, I'm still on the medication now and I've been transparent and, 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 and open with people with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And because of why did I not see a way out in, in, in obviously dealing with, with COVID and the pandemic where we're at now is because I kind of got fixated too much on me in, and my problem. I did have a client ask me a few, probably about a few weeks ago, where would you have been if you hadn't gone on the medication? Like, I don't even want to think about that. We're not even going there. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> and this is where I've probably been different to coach other coaches. Some have said, oh, you shouldn't talk about your own your own uh, shortcomings. I'll point blank and, and, and very present with my clients. This is what I'm dealing with right now. Ultimately, it's your decision if you stay with me or not. But I'm going to mm-hmm. be as transparent and, and open with you. And yeah, you want to be transparent. We all have our, you know, issues. We're not, um, 
none of us are perfect, not even coaches, not teachers. Like I'm, I'm very honest with my students as well. I'm just like, okay, I make mistakes. I'll apologize if I make a mistake, but I'm not going to paint this picture as if I'm perfect. So I'm glad that you don't do that with your, um, you know, with your clients as well. So we are coming to a close for the, um, the episode, um, I do, though, I, I, I love everything that you're sharing and I love that you're being very transparent and open. Um, and for those of you who are listening, you know, who who can resonate or who knows someone, you know, who might um, have had, you know, their own dark moments. You know, we all had adverse times and difficult times. I've had my share of my own as well. Um, so I, I thank you so much, James, for sharing. What would you, um, as we close out, what would you... Um, tell, you know, the listeners as far as just, um, just encouraging them, any words of encouragement, you know, that even through their, um, you know, just difficult times and no matter what they're going through, what would you say to them? You know, if they're still trying to figure out their purpose or they feel like they can't walk, you know, in their purpose because they're going through these dark times, they have these low or valley moments. What would you say to them? Like if they were right in front of you, how would you encourage them? Well, I know this is going to sound a bit cliche, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And, and ultimately, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how far you're in in, in the tunnel or... What, what, what we used in Britain was a lot of the kids painted rainbows on their windows of, you know, there's always part of, after a thunderstorm, there's always a rainbow. There's always something mm-hmm. to look forward to. Okay, that happened to be to get people through six weeks. We're now almost six months. I don't think anybody foresaw that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> ultimately, I think it comes down to perspective it's how do you want to look at uncertainty favorably or negatively that's a choice uh, right but ultimately when it comes to uplifting somebody out of dark times well it's going to take it's going to take work it's going to take you having a willingness to be open to trying new things um i'm not saying mm-hmm. what what has worked for me because uh, ultimately everything like coping, sc- coping skills that I was able to Im- implement the first time it happened, none of those existed this time around. Sport cancelled, uh, gyms closed, cl- classes cancelled. It's like, okay, what do I do now? Um, so I wanted <laughs> to do it holistically again because I, I knew that it worked. So I was very stead against going on meds because of the, the horror stories that you hear about it. But yeah. I was like, well, I'm not getting any better. Situation's not getting it is it, it, actually going for, turning for the worst. I did have fam- ultimately like other family members. Well, James, you need to do this for somebody else other than yourself, uh, and that was a, probably a better sword to, to to swallow because that, that that took me putting my ego and my pride to one side. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you okay, you're right. I probably wouldn't admittedly say that to them, but if it's not them showing me tough love, I don't know what I'd have done. Um, but I think ultimately to give some piece piece of advice for, for your listeners is, is ultimately, it's the difficult one is to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But do it. 
ask for help, you know, your perspective matters. And I guess be encouraged that there is a light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. And don't think that, you know, your adverse times or your difficult moments will just hinder you from fulfilling your purpose. Like you can get right back up again and continue to, you know, do those things you love, do those things that you are passionate about. And sometimes you learn more about yourself when you go through those difficult times and difficult moments. Thank you so much, um, James, for coming on the show. Can you let us know where we can find you, where we can connect with you online? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and then also I've got my own podcast called The Mindset Athlete, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And what's your name on Instagram, Facebook, all those uh, The tag is James O. Roberts 11, and it's the actually the number 11. Okay, so I will get all that information from you and then I will post it in the episode details so you guys can be sure to follow him um, on the social media platforms and just check him out and also check out his podcast. Um, and feel free to follow me and connect with me on Instagram at Shanine Alacia. Thank you guys so much. I hope that you guys were encouraged and empowered and that you guys go out and live your best life. Do not let difficult situations hold you down. And you guys be blessed. Bye.